0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger, I'm joined by Mark, Hello. by Nally, well, and by Walchi Sulzu. You didn't have that on your screen, that was the panic, was no, it? No, I genuinely, you started introducing like, shit,
1: I was meant to actually go and listen to the pronunciation of it again just to be on the safe side,
0: but that's what <laughs> I think it sounded like. Say, give it to us once more. Sulsu. Sulsu, Sul-su. 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 Croatian. If-
1: if Annie... Is if Annie you're going to get it, it'll be Nally. Why will
2: it be... Okay. Sultzoo. Is it... Played. What? Is it like
3: maybe Korean?
1: No. You're not going to get it. Yeah. I, Dutch. Okay. I thought Nally might pick on that uh, up. And, uh, it's...
2: I'll, I'll have a guess okay. though. I'll go with... um, uh, Sultzoo. Is it like... I don't know. South African or something?
1: No. Oh. I, I, Go on. I would say I kind of cheated a bit and this is the reason I said that Nally might get it. It's actually Simlish. Oh, okay. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> excuse-,
1: yeah. excuse me? It's from Sims. You know that language they have?
3: Ah, for fuck's sake, Boshi. You now you're just <laughs> ripping the piss. Okay, Boshi,
0: <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to have words now because like, you've had Latin and now you've had Simlish. Yeah. Like, I didn't think we'd have to stipulate that these would have to be languages from the countries of the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sim
1: City is... People are diehard about that language, so be careful what you say.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is.
0: Already I'm having to pull this episode back on track, so we're continuing our journey around Ireland's breweries and we're going to Longford and Roscommon this week. So it's always a game of Niall or Kinger not being prepared. Um, Mark, tell us about... ...Wide Street.
2: Ah, Kinger! Nailed no. it. Got it wrong again. Yes. So <laughs> typical. Fuck you, Kinger. I'll I, let you know about White Street if you want, though. <laughs> you
0: just scroll please, up please, like please ten, 10
1: seconds in our message group. You would have seen it. Uh, but it's less crack. It's more yeah, fun when he's wrong. I was I kind less, of half oh, exactly. I was like, oh, I didn't look it up. I just happened to get it right. Oh, it's such a coincidence. I can't
3: I can't scroll I hurt my finger that's literally all we heard for 20 yeah, minutes yeah, before yeah, this podcast started yeah. <laughs> King are going I hurt my finger at football oh my finger and then a wasp stung me oh
0: Mark I'll post the meme I made about you in the goalpost uh, on the Crafty Crew podcast <laughs> you're not careful go ahead <laughs> Nally. continue please right so
2: Wild Street Brewery lads it's uh, it's from um in Longford um. They got the name, it's pretty, you know, it's the name Wide Street because supposedly Ballymountain is one of the widest streets in all of Ireland. There's not much else there. It is just a
3: street pretty much. It's just one road through it, like, it's grand. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most famous thing about Longford, is it? There's one particularly wide street. It's not even the widest, it's just a wide street. It's one of them.
2: Ah, yeah. Well, you know, the brewery seems to be pretty good, pumping out some good beers. And they have sent Mel's up there as well, which are also, you know, it's a good brewery as well. But, uh, we've gone with Wide Street for our trip because, uh, so they're, they kind of specialize in mixed fermentation. And um, so instead of just using a single strain of yeast, um, you know, a single species of yeast, essentially, the regular one that people use, which is the Saccharomyces cerevisiae, they use Bretomyces as well, which is, you know, it's, gives these very distinct flavors. So it does, these very distinct notes in it. And, um, like barnyardy kind of flavors, farmhouse kind of things. You'd get it from the smell, and you'll get it from the the taste and everything like that. Um, it was set up in around twenty nineteen by two people, Sean, Sean and Carla, um, and they got it from, you know, Sean had years of home brewing experience, and what happened was he uh he had a beer it was there's this company they're from uh, New England I think it is and it's called they're called Allagash. They have a real famous one called Allagash White, which is like based off a Belgian ale. Um, but this one is, uh, they're brett. So there's a style of beer. It's just called brett beers. And they're basically just, they get the name because they're brewed with Br- Britannomyces uh, yeast. So he tried this and he thought it was class. I'm assuming he thought it was class because they went on and made a shit ton of beers based off it. Like, so So, I mean, either he thought it was really good or thought it was really shit and just wanted everyone to have a go <laughs> of it. Um, but yeah, kind of a note from them is, you know, the wild fermentation, which is really good. It gives it these kind of strange flavors, and these kind of off notes that some people might think. Um, but there, it is, you know, it can make them quite complex um, as beers go. The other thing that they do is they finish all of their beer really dry. So the final gravity on a lot of their beer gets down to like point zero zero three, which is super low. Um, it just means that the beers are super, super dry. um. Yeah, they, they had some really strange ones out recently, like they had a, it was called Monk's Land, and it was like a Saison Stout type of thing, it was like a mixed fermentation stout, which was a bit mad, and um, wasn't bad. I mean, Kinger, I know we're slowly getting you onto stouts, but I definitely probably wouldn't put this one up there for you to start with. <laughs> it wouldn't have been one to go with from the start, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one to, to give a go if people get a chance. And it was, you know, it was nice of them to name it after somewhere in Adelone because it's the better place nearby. It's Monksland Atlone? Let's have a big philosophical discussion. Is that a technically
1: is. Roscommon? Uh, is it the other side of the bridge, Roscommon? Is that right?
2: Athlone is half in Westmead and half from Roscommon So why would what county it's in change what town it's part of? You I bought? I don't know. I don't
3: know. Mm, just ask the questions. Yeah. Like is
2: is is Sean's Bar not in Athlone?
3: That's across the bridge. No, I'm I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that Athlone spans two <laughs> counties, Nally. I'm just arguing is monks land At it's Monksland in Athlone. I that they were separate towns. They're in different county council jurisdictions, like. They are, which is a bit mad, but uh, you know, that would imply they're different towns. Sorry, I'm derailing this podcast quite a lot. Yeah, tonight. they're not. They're <laughs> not. They're not. They're fine. They're they're just. It's
2: the same town. I mean, it literally just goes into the other. Literally. God damn it! Stop saying it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the one we're having from them today is uh, it's their Cashmere IPA. Um, we'll go into it a bit more when we get to it, obviously. But it's uh, it's it's an IPA as it says. It's five point six percent. So I know I was saying that these are kind of you know kind of more famous for their. Uh, mixed fermentation brewing and stuff but this one looks like it's just regular uh IPA you know it's unfiltered and unpasteurized um, and it says it's you know it's I think it's can conditioned which yeah can conditioned so we could get some yeast and stuff in it but I'm not sure if they've used a mixed fermentation process in this or if it's just going to be a straight up IPA so I'm looking forward to see which way they've gone with it
0: uh, yeah, me too, me too. Um, Walshie, well, I'm, I'm, I'm always quite afraid to ask this, but what what are you going to tell us about um, Longford?
1: I apologise in advance. I'm going back to absolute making up, absolute piss, as the boys would say when we're talking about Sours. But I'd like to think that Longford got its name solely based on the fact that the people from there enjoyed a good, long stretch in the evening. And they anyway, were like, we need to add something to it. And it happened to be that the man that named it had a Ford car with them. <laughs> they just combined them together.
0: Oh, here comes our long Ford.
1: <laughs> it's a, apparently it has something to do with like a fort or a, like something like that. But I, I'd like to think it was because of a car, whether they were around at yeah, the same I, or in, or <laughs> I enjoy
3: how in Walsh's head, every county yeah. was named between the 70s and 80s. Like the nineteen seventies and eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As if every just some lad with it. Yeah, man. every forty years we just every county just picks some lad. They're like here, name us again, there, really? Sure, Johnny Dare has
2: a car. he will fit about twelve of us in it. That's a really long car, so it is. What make is that? It's a, a Ford, you say? Yeah. A long Ford, is it? Ah, oh, is a nice uh,
1: mm,
2: I'm imagining that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's while she's. That's she's true fact today. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, these are all a fact, really.
0: <laughs> Mark, for the love of all that is good, move us on to Roscommon there and uh, Black please, Donkey, please. Please, Mark, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. Where do you come up with this stuff, man? <sighs> okay. So, Black Donkey. Uh, it's based out of Ballinlock um, in County Roscommon, which is near Tulsk, I think. Not too familiar with the area, but uh, I'm sure any, any of our listeners who are around there will probably know it. It was set up by uh, Richard Sidbury, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Richard, and Michaela Dilla, Uh, so they're a husband and wife duo. Um, They lived abroad for years in America. They met in New York um, and came back to Ireland around 2010, 2012, I think. They were part of the New York City Homebrewers Club. They had this massive um, passion for craft beers, especially Belgian-style craft beers, or Belgian-style beer even, um, when they were abroad. When they come back, they thought, you know, living in Ros- Roscommon, where they built a house, you know, there's there's not really that much selection. And um, They even went as far as to say that the same tree taps when they left in the 80s, they were on every pub, were still the same tree taps when they arrived back in the 2010s. So um, as avid home brewers, uh, they decided to get into the craft beer market here, and they set up Black Donkey in 2014. Um, so Richard's had like a load of jobs. So he was like was a film, worked in the film industry, fishing. He was a trader in New York. Michaela's an IT uh, software engineer. So kind of um, highly qualified backgrounds. And, you know, their beers are like complex in theory. So that kind of matches their backgrounds themselves. Uh, They have one really cool one. So the one we're trying tonight, Sergeant Jimmy, is a barrel-aged Saison. Um, It's part of their uh, barrel-aged range. So it's the only one available at the moment. But um, they have this really cool thing called their Underworld uh, series, right? So there's this cave, and now you're gonna have to uh, forgive me with this pronunciation. The Owenagat cave, so it's O W E N N A G A T. It's like very close to uh, to the to lock but it's where your one Morwin, I think, or Morgana, the ancient Irish sorcerers, was born there, according to legend. You know. So they actually went to it. They harvested yeast from it. And in a lab then, they sent it to a lab, grew it from the lab, and they have this underworld uh, range, which I think is really cool that they have these, you know, this dark ancient Irish legend, you know, of an evil sorceress. And they've gone to where she was born and they found the yeast in this cave. They grew it in a lab and they have their Elita, their Savage and their Rua, uh beers in their underworld series. So I haven't actually tried any of them, but um it's wild yeast brewed. Um it's called Morrigan 1, which is the, the type of yeast they harvested. But uh that, that that's really cool. I really want to try that. And again that kind of leads us in an interesting situation where both um Wide Street and Black Donkey have kind of non traditional yeast approaches to beer. So kind of a, a bit of an accidental theme here today because we certainly didn't plan that.
2: Far too much forethought for us to plan something like that to be fair (laughs) yeah (laughs)
3: definitely yeah the one other thing i'd like to say is i'm pretty sure this is the first saison we've had on the podcast as well is it nally we had that
2: um yeah i think it's the first proper saison that we've had i think the only one we kind of had that was close to it was that uh while i'm shouting at strangers that was a brown ale but was actually uh like kvike yeast um yeah is that beer it wasn't a brown ale at all that was in the <laughs> but it was kind of says yeah but it was it, it kind of touched on some of those notes that you get from a saison like the kind of farmyardy type of notes that you get from saisons. yeah that was about the only one we had i think
3: yeah and um, potentially that was in the last episodes was it the fabled crafty crew last episodes i don't i don't think anyone here has heard that Could have all. been yeah so no
2: it was, it was... oh damn no the oh, shouting at no, strangers no, no. was on the okay. real one that was a brown ale okay. episode uh Shouting yeah. at strangers and Ballykill Cavan's Brown Ale. I
3: obviously, uh, the alcohol has got to my brain and my long-term memory has been completely <laughs> destroyed now. So now I feel confident. Um, well, I couldn't find out why they were called Black Donkey despite, you know, numerous minis- minutes of research, which is disappointing. But it does say in the label, it's called Sergeant J- Jimmy. Uh, Sergeant Jimmy was a donkey born in no man's land during World War I, during the Battle of the Somme. And he was named by the Allied troops who rescued him. And because this was first bottled in 2018 on the 11th of November, uh, which would be, you know, Armistice Day, um, they thought it was nice to to name him after Sergeant Jimmy. So that's why it's called Sergeant Jimmy. Um, But yeah, it's a brew house reserve. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, And yeah, it should be very interesting.
0: Fantastic. And uh, that leads us back to Walchie with... um... A Ross Common fact that I'm sure is going to entertain us. Actually, I, I was trying
1: to think of some kind of pun off black donkey, and it's like, oh, did they want to be called black sheeps but they couldn't because of plagiarism. <laughs> so I actually found something quite interesting. Like they have their probably main bear is called Sheep Stealer. Um and I was looking up Ross Common, they're actually known as the Sheep Stealers. <laughs> And, and I found this little thing afterwards, and I thought I was mad. Roscommon love a sheep, but stealing the animals was a big thing in bygone eras. Crossing the Shannon into Westmead or Longford made it difficult to catch the teams. But if you were caught and convicted, you could have been deported to Australia. Yeah, which I, I thought that was kind of cool. It's probably,
2: I think it's a really cheap way to get a ticket to Australia, I guess.
1: <laughs> That's
2: expensive.
3: Not, I'll never go to Australia. <laughs> And I think it's the Ross. Roscom- <laughs> that, cool. I think it's the Ross Common equivalent of getting a match on Tinder. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: will we crack open the first one? So, are we going to go with Black Donkey or White Street first? We go White Street first. Yeah, should we give it a go? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Crack them up as, as
1: we we'll open it, I have something to, It's not even really a story, but something small to tell you today. I was out there recently, and a friend fell asleep at the bar, and I poured an ale on him. It was a brood awakening. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> so uh, just after pouring it guys, if you give your can a little rattle, you'll feel the, uh, the sediment sitting at the bottom of it from the, the can conditioning. Yeah, you'll
2: see it floating down through it as well. If you give the head a second to settle, it floats down through the beer and it gives it a more hazy kind of look.
0: It's a very interesting colour, isn't it?
2: It's pretty light, isn't it?
0: I know you're going to think I'm mental, but there's a hint of green in that, in my one.
2: Yeah, no, I get that. Just Just a a tiny little hint of green.
0: It's very, very strange.
2: The head doesn't last too long. It kind of dies down after a few seconds. There's a little bit that stays, but it does die down from what it was at the start like.
0: Well, I think... Again,
3: we might have a either a glass boring issue or potentially with the can conditioning. We could, if, this, if the conditioning material sugar was added uh, individually to each can, we could have maybe a slight bit of variance. Because I have a very thick and long-lasting head here, and a super carbonated beer mm. thi- at the start. Yeah,
2: I think I think it is a glass. I think Kinger has a, yeah, Kinger has a pint glass as same yeah. as me. Does he? Mine yeah, you've got
1: kind a a of, a of a tulip style glass mark, but it's kind of going quick enough. Yeah.
0: Smells lovely. Smells really nice.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say, so the smell of this is pretty um pretty kind of fruity so it is. It's not it's a citra pale ale as well, is it? Yeah, it's a citra, um well, you know. Cashmere and citra being the hops that are in it, that's
3: where they got the name, I suppose. But yeah, it definitely lends itself to that kind of fruity smell so it does. It's definitely got that typical farmhousey Saison y kind of notes in it though as well, in the smell. Yeah me
0: anyway before tasting it like it looks like that's that it looks like it's a juicy beer so here's to here's to hopefully been nice and juicy
3: yeah so um obviously it's died down a little bit before my first taste Mm. right when we poured it it looked very very carbonated but on the mouthfeel it is quite juicy um i would say the carbonation is just kind of neutral on it um it's not kind of under carbonated or over carbonated and it's not oily though it it's just nice uh the mouthfeel feels good
2: yeah definitely it's on, it's on the maybe on the lower end of carbonation for an IPA but you know it's not it's not bad by any stretch it's uh it's not oily it's 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 a little slick maybe just a little bit but then again it it is just something that's kind of down the middle it's nothing you know mouthfeel wise it's nothing too far one way or the other so definitely drinkable so far anyway it's
0: quite crisp like i know the carbonation isn't mental in it but it kind of does it washes the taste a lot to like after like the the to the back end of it as opposed to a lot of taste at at the front which i think is quite nice
2: yeah i think that's probably to do with um their final gravity king or how they try and get the final gravity so low every time okay and so when it's so low it, it it takes a lot of that out of it and keeps the beer pretty dry so it does as well Kind of gives it that crispness.
3: Yeah, you kind of get that on your, on the tip of your tongue, don't you? After you've taken a mouthful, yeah. You kind of like smacking your lips a little and wanting to like have a drink because your mouth's a bit dry, which is, a, I guess, a fantastic quality with, with beer because <laughs> if every <laughs> <strong> <laughs> mouthful makes you thirsty, you know, you're going down a dark path.
0: So we we were kind of discussing really, really quick before before we started um, recording that it's the side of the can here has. Um, what does it say? The bitterness of a West Coast IPA and the citrus fruit aroma and flavour of an East Coast IPA. So <clears throat> Mark, you were saying that you kind of you kinda of have to go one way or the other. So is it a good idea or a bad idea to try and like bring the two together, do you reckon?
3: I feel like if you're too bitter, right, it's gonna overpower sweetness. And if you're too sweet, it will take away from bitterness. Mm. So I guess what they're trying to go for here is just where they have some bitterness and i guess some the citra hops obviously is where that sweetness they uh they want to bring in is coming from and i guess the juicy they're kind of going like a juicy fruity orange juicy kind of vibe yeah and then still retain that traditional west coast bitterness at the back end so i guess their plan was maybe you know front end juicy back end bitter mm. um for me the danger with this is is they kind of cancel each other out a little bit And you end up in no man's land with nothing. But I think with this beer, for me at the moment, it's leaning to the juicier side. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what Nally hears. He's a bit more of an expert on the the brewing process than me.
2: Uh, I won't go that far, but uh, there is, at the minute, there's this kind of new style that people are making. And I think this kind of falls into it. So from the side of the can, I hadn't, due to technical difficulties, I didn't get to do the pre-show, <laughs> whichie. <would> uh, <laughs> basically, my headphones being a pain in my arse. But uh, yeah, so I hadn't read the side of the can. This is news to me until you said it. So just having a look at it there. But there is a new style of beer, kind of. Now, it's only starting to gain traction at the minute. But you know the way we have, uh, like, let's say they're kind of New England, East Coast, East Coast IPAs. And then we've got the more classic West Coast IPAs. So there's one at the minute they're calling they're kind of starting to call it mountain IPAs. So like down the middle of the US there's a heap of mountains. So it's kind of a combination of the two styles that they've gone for and they're starting to call them like mountain IPAs. It is it, it looks to me that this is kind of what they've gone for. They've gone for that bitterness of the uh, West Coast with all of those kind of more fruity uh flavors that juiciness from east coast. So I know what you're saying, Mark, like not, you know, picking one style or the other and sticking to it. But you know, this this is a new style that's kind of up and coming now. And, you know, this I, I, I'm okay with this so far. But like we said, we always have to finish the full the full drink before we get there. But
3: so far it's okay. Yeah, no, I think my concern is more like theoretically say, not in this case, but a beer that might try and go to let's say X degree bitter and X degree sweet. And end up yeah. kind of cancelling each other out and you end up with a neutral enough beer that doesn't really have much character to it. That's what I'm afraid of with these. But obviously, you know, established craft breweries know what they're doing. Unless they're third circle.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus, he's never living. <laughs> he's, he's never letting that one go, is he? Um,
3: I have three more third circle beers, right? <laughs> Listen here, third circle. I have three more of your beers. I'm going to try them in the next few weeks. And you will hear more on this podcast <laughs> regarding how those beers go.
0: Um, Walty, what are your thoughts on
1: this? I'm getting a little bit of hints of the boat, the east coast and the west coast. Again, that's citrusy, and then you're getting the bitterness on top of it, um, which I kind of like the mixture of the two. Uh, it kind of sits nicely. I don't. At the same time, I wouldn't say it's anything out of this world. It's it's nice. It's solid, but it's not. I think it's something mind-blowing. It's not a thing if you come to me in a week, like, oh, you should try this. What does this taste like? I was like, I, I can't remember. It's not something that's going to be sitting in your, your head in a few days, and like, oh, I go, have to make sure to get that
3: again. Oh, no real complaints about it. It's just a nice beer. I am still, as it's going through it, right, I'm about halfway through now. At the start, that farmhousey sensation was very strong. Uh... It's kind of died off a little bit now. Mm. It's still there. It's more subtle, which I think probably helps this beer because, you know, it's probably not my favorite style. Sometimes those floral notes go quite clovey. And I feel like in this case, it's gone the clovy side. Um, and for me, that wasn't great, but it's it's kind of a bit more subtle as we drink it, I think. Does anyone else think the same? Yeah, similar. I think that, that
2: cashmere kind of... So- Look, the four of us know what citra hops taste like. We've had enough citra beer ales to to have a a pretty good idea of what they taste like. So for me, the cashmere is the bit that's kind of sticking out. It's it's kind of more like peaches or, you know, kind of melons or peaches or something than lemon and lime type of thing, Mm. you know. It's more along that way. It's not full on citrus fruit, but it is a bit more, you know, stone fruit maybe or something. And I think, Mark, that kind of, it's not as far as cloves, but there is something kind of herby with it as well. Like, I don't think it is goes it, as far as, say, some of the, you know, the Belgian beers that we've had that are super clovey. I don't think it goes that far, but it is kind of herby.
3: Yeah. Is, is it maybe, did do they use wild wild yeast or something? No, or some sort of wild yeast kind of thing? Because I'm, I'm getting a kind of, as you say, herby, kind of an oregano taste now that you say herby and I'm starting to think of it. That kind of oregano, oregano, whatever time. you mean on that pronunciation. <laughs> to yeah,
0: that. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, kind of
3: thyme,
2: oregano, oregano, whatever it is. That yeah. that kind of way, you know, in the background. Like, I get what you mean with the cloves, but I just don't think it's that far into, into no. the side of it. I think more more like thyme, oregano, something like that. No, because if this was
3: cloves, I'd have stopped drinking it by now, to be honest with you. Know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found out much to my dismay on the Trappist episode. <laughs> but
2: anyway.
0: <laughs> I'm finding the more, like, I, I, love the, I love the juicy style of this um, side of it, but I feel the more I'm drinking it, and the further down. you're a juicy boy, Ginger. I'm a juicy boy. Juicy. Um, the more I drink it, the the more the bitterness comes through. Like, the juice is kind of gone from it now. So I think, I don't know if that's, I'm trying to decide if that's a good or bad thing. Like, it's, it's it seems quite sessionable at the start of the, of, of the can. The more I drink it, the more I feel like it's a little bit of an effort. Like,
3: I think we have in our hands here a beer that is not consistent the whole way through. Yeah. This is a changer. Massive. We have to decide now based on our experience with it. Is this a good changer? Or a bad yeah,
1: drink? I was going to say, there, King and our American. You kind of said it in a way. it's like, yeah, as you go through it, is it kind of trying to decide itself throughout the drink which side I want to lean more, West Coast or East Coast because you'll take one mouthful, it's like, oh, I get that citrusy side, and then the next one, it's nearly all oh, just bitterness on the next mouthful. And they're like, you know, kind of just pick a side to kind of focus on with a little bit on the other side, but be one side, not going back and forth between the two the entire time, because you don't know what you're drinking.
3: Yeah, and um, I guess as a, as a Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals fan, you consider yourself a more east side person, like myself. Um, You know, so, yeah. West coast, you know, east coast. We're east coast people. So, I guess we're going to lean that way, I think.
0: Well, look, let's let's find out when we do our um, official Crafty Crew rating for this then. So, um, as always, it starts with unbearable. Then it will go booze. booze. Booze! Just beer is just plain old down the middle. Um,
1: Unbearable
0: and brutiful and then unbeer. Oh, oh,
1: Paul! Walsh! So not, not only did while she interrupt
0: you, you. <laughs> but he interrupted you with I'm the really wrong, wrong answer. Yeah, I
1: was kind of hoping that I might slip through.
3: No,
0: nope. hey. that's
3: while well, she punch herself in the face. <laughs> um,
0: who wants to kick us off?
2: Sure, look I'll go first I don't mind. Um, Yeah, so cashmere, for me, I I really liked it at the start. Um, Those kind of, you know, peaches and kind of lemony kind of flavours were more evident at the start. You know, when it was kind of fresher and crisper, it was grand. Maybe it was colder, maybe it's heated up a bit or something, but as I get down near the end, it gets that bit more herby. So like that thyme oregano that we were saying, Mark, kind of goes a bit more on that side. So it's definitely one of the ones that you got to do your QC control and make sure you finish the whole thing. Um, don't be just telling me if you like it at the start or at the end. Enough of that shite, no. Um, we drink all of the can, so we have a full-rounded picture of how good it is. Not because we're just in love with cans, but for you know research purposes. Um, and in this case, the research. For the love is how, of science, Nelly. Yeah, just for the love of science. That's it. So, for me, the research has helped in this case. It's gone from what would have been a Brutiful at the start if it stayed consistent the whole way through to a just beer. Um, If it stayed at that, you know, kind of fruitier flavours and stuck with that, I think I could have given it a Brutiful, but the change in it is just a bit much. It's not consistent enough. It's two different beers from start to finish.
0: Yeah, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. It it started off very much as a Brutiful for me. I loved the kind of... It was fairly heavy, juicy notes in it. And then the more you drink it, 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 it like I said earlier, it, it becomes a bit more of a labor to actually finish it. Like it's the bitterness really comes through. Um, and I always look for sessionability, uh, with a beer, um, in terms of rating it as well. So it, 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 it was definitely a high, brutal, and it's kind of come in as a, as a, as a just beer for me at the end.
3: Yeah. I, I would agree, um, a bit that, that I've changed my opinion as it's gone through. I did not really like the kind of start flavors of this. I enjoyed the mouthfeel. I think it's a pleasant beer to drink. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I could, it, it's enjoyable to, to physically, the physical properties of it are nice, but the, the kind of taste properties of it, I was a lot lower on it at the start than I am now. I've kind of think that it'll settled down a bit. When you hit halfway, it's like it reaches its final character. And from then on, it's kind of the same. And you know what you're getting for the last half. And I think there's just a bit much going on for that first half before it settles down. So I was, the first few mouthfuls, I was like, like right at the bottom. And I kind of came up a bit with it. And then another bit, and I'm kind of like a little bit torn, but I think it's gonna be a booze for me. Whoa. I think if, if the beer was as nice for the second half, for me, if it was just that second half of each can, I think I would probably give it a bruteful. But the first half is just too it's bad at the start for me. It gets better. But like let's be honest here, it's the world of craft beer. If there's gonna be a can you're gonna dump, it's gonna be in the first half. Yeah. You know? There's not like I know we we're kind of very experienced at this, we will drink a can the whole way through, even if unless it's like steadily rank. <laughs> like if it's changing you're gonna stick with it. But I think a lot of people, and I've gotten my uh, my my kind of future father in law into craft beers lately, and he's you know very new to the market, and this is his style. If he doesn't like it in the first five six mouthfuls, it's down the fucking sink. Yeah, but and he's, he's given out about how dear it was.
0: Yeah, but he's a he's he's a Leeds fan, so you can't really trust anything he says.
3: God, we all hear That's Leeds. Very true, okay We all <laughs> hear Leeds. Fucking <laughs> Leeds. He had a difficult weekend. So. <laughs> it's been a great weekend leave him alone <laughs> he's, he's a Leeds fan from Dublin who hates Spurs so oh no, he's had a terrible this, weekend the first weekend of the Premier League season what do you want to do what's now his name, Mark? What's, what's his name Mark what's his name big shout out to Eamon big wow, Eamon hope everything's going well uh... oh my god <laughs> is that why you love him so much <laughs> is that what's happening here
2: is it You <laughs> jump
1: on any I chance will
0: Eamon, I can only apologise for the horrific weekend you've just had. Um, we'll move on. We'll move on. Walshie, what's your name? Yeah, rating?
3: sorry, sorry. But my final rating is actually a, is a booze. Sorry, I don't oh, know it's, booze, I yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a
0: booze.
1: It's a booze. Okay. What I as always kind of stay is the beer changes between two different things. True, which would deduct points off it a bit because you're like, to be something. You know, be be something, and I said that it was kind of neutral, as in um, it was nice, but it wasn't anything you know exceptional. And going from citra one minute to bitter the next minute was a bit, I thought, but it wasn't bad. And I think it would for me would be harsh to go too low. So I'm going to land on the just bear on it as well. Uh, I think normally going between two different beers nearly into one thing would bring it down a bit. But I still do like the both things that are in it. I do like the citra and I do like the bitterness of it. So I would feel bad going down as far as booze. I think I'd be a bit harsh on it. Uh, and do the fact that I do like them, I think it's enough to have it at a solid just beer. You know.
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay, so yeah,
2: I mean that's that might be the most just beer beer we've ever had on this podcast. Everyone's just kind of like me, th- uh, yeah, uh, it's just beer.
0: Yeah, I think so. And before we make a big deal about it, the only Longford accent I know is a very aggressive Longford accent, because I think they're wait. just pure Midlands, very aggressive. It's, it's, so, is there any other? Ch- is there
3: any other Longford? I don't, I don't, are you channeling your inner? So. Are
2: you channeling your inner McBride? Aggressive well, as I, don't fuck. To, I don't want
0: to. I don't say I'm channeling <laughs> inner inner. Yeah. I'm not going to sound anything like him, but like. Uh, (laughs) now you are let me see Uh, oh let's go through your head now (laughs) next time I see the Crafty Crew I'm going to box the face them for only giving Wide Street Brewing Company's Cashmere IPA a just beer on the Crafty Crew podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes that was very good
3: yes (laughs) whatever about the accent you had the character right I think yeah Yeah, the character was there yeah if nothing else like (laughs)
0: You have a quiz for us, mark, have
3: you? Oh, not only do I have a quiz, I've shade to throw at all of you. What? Lovely. Shade, 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 shade. shade. me
0: every week. Is hang on now, wait now, is oh. this is this is this a quiz that maybe I could put a prize up for?
3: Yeah, you could. A it's prize. a genuine. Like the quiz bit is fair. I'm going to throw the shade early before the quiz, and then it's a normal quiz. Can we fight back? Wait, what What would you like me to do, Kinger? I think you should name the prize before I start throwing shade because. I don't want the prize to change based on what I say in the next Well,
2: it's weeks. all right, because if you have the quiz, you're not winning the prize anyway. and That's, you know, what you get for throwing shade.
3: Yeah, who gives a fuck, <laughs> actually? Very good point, Nike. So basically, uh, long-term long-term friend of the podcast, Olin, uh, got on to me there during the week. What's up, Olin? Big E, over in Newcastle. <laughs> and basically said, you're all a fucking disgrace for not knowing anything about the Olympics. You're all a bunch of idiots. I won't. Yeah, well, she—you got one question right. And the I points. think that you got four wrong. That proves more points. that we know nothing. Like, if you won it, look, <laughs> no, yeah. Th- yeah. So hang on. So hang on. Right. So this was my idea. He was given out. He is all didn't know on. So I've come up with a quiz. He's a Newcastle right? fan, and Olin listens every week. He, no, he's not a Newcastle okay. fan. He lives oh, okay, in Newcastle. Enough. There's a difference. Is that's there? worse. <laughs> so he chose to yeah, be there. Worse. That's worse. Yeah, oh, he chose. That's <laughs> yeah. re-
1: that's very fair.
3: Yeah can't get away from the question the fact that it's worse yeah but um (laughs) let's be honest okay so I thought this is for Olin along he's gonna he's gonna play along at home um he doesn't know the questions or anything and let's see if you as the crafty crew podcast individually obviously because there's a prize apparently obviously can uh can can beat Olin in in Newcastle so I'll let you know next week he's gonna tell me honestly uh what he got he's that kind of guy you know he wouldn't lie around you know he's not that smart So. Um. Uh, here so we hold go, on, hold five on. questions about new i just Mark, throw it out
2: there as well um, if any of the rest of the people listening to the Crafty Crew podcast want to play along you know when this comes out, give it a go and put it up on the socials, you know, we're on Facebook at the Crafty Crew co- podcast on Untapped at the Crafty Crew podcast we have a Gmail and Mark has that um, you know, WhatsApp that apparently he's never setting it up, but he mentioned it once so I'm going to bring it up every time I do the social shoutouts <laughs> so yeah play along, get in touch and yeah. see how you score on it on a stupid
3: Newcastle quiz. Yeah. So we got we got five questions about Newcastle. I see Kinger has stormed off in protest. Okay, he's back now. <laughs> sorry. So
0: no, sorry. I wanted to. I wanted to just get the prize and show it to you now, just so you know what we're okay. all paying for. Ooh. Is
2: this for the listeners as well, or just so, us? Am I
0: so? Yeah. So if somebody can, if somebody gets a higher score than any of the three of us, I'll send this. If they me.
3: if they actually you know message us and tell us. And, the,
2: uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I won't know if they don't tell us. So, you know. Um, so, I I, I I, was just going to drink this. I was going to be quite selfish. But I feel like it'll be wasted on me. So, I was given this little gift today. Oh, he's got double panda. panda! He's got double panda! <laughs> oh, Where'd I you almost don't here? want you to give it away because I want you to try it. <laughs> Where'd you get
2: that?
0: Tempo gave that to uh, me before training. A this man, Tempo. Shout out to Kevin Tempany. Ke- Kevin Tempany, much. also and the
2: supplier Tempo. of Apex S'mores. What a man.
0: <laughs> oh, no. There you go. You so should have there's that. A, there's a can of, can of brew breweries, double panda, imperial, tiramisu stout, up for grabs in this quiz. So I actually kind of don't want to win the quiz. So the pressure's off. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
3: yeah, now Kinger, I can't have that. I can't have this quiz being jeopardized by <laughs> by that. So if you get zero points, so here's what we're going to do. And I'm sure the guys agree with me. If Kinger gets zero he has to drink that can by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, God, yeah. no. It
0: hasn't even Perfect. Been in the fridge.
3: Yeah. So there you go, Kinger. So there's your... Uh... Yeah. Now, you should, to be honest with you, there's a couple of very fucking easy questions in here. If anyone gets zero, you know, you should be pretty fucking ashamed.
0: Yeah, but, but uh... you, you said that looking at the question. So, you know, it's always easier when you're looking at the question.
3: <laughs> ah, there. All right, right. Okay, fair enough. All
0: So right, All right, so, let's go. Question one
3: about Newcastle. So there's a large statue in Newcastle, in Gateshead, completed in 1998, and it is synonymous with Newcastle. When you think of Newcastle, this is one of the images of the city. What's it called? Kinger wants to go first. Angel of the North? Yeah, that's right. So Kinger doesn't have to drink double back. Okay. <laughs> I realized I had to wait for the other yeah, two guys I to mean, say it. Did either so of you actually like, you know oh, that? Yeah, I mean, that was Angel of the North, The news. news. Did you actually... Alright, I'm going to trust you that you knew it, now, No, I, I was, that, was going
1: to say maybe a statue of fucking Kevin Keegan or something like that.
3: No. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> question Question two. <laughs> question two. <laughs> Kevin Keegan, I know. That's a bit mad. Uh, why, why would he have a statue of only to deface? Like? I, I have no idea. Um So this is also, you know, typical Mark quiz. This is going to be the tiebreaker question. So closest to if right. nobody gets the right answer. How old is Alan Shearer? Give you a sec to think about it. King you went first last time, so gonna lean on Ali this time.
2: Cool. Uh I'll go with Shearer is fifty
3: two. Okay, Walshie, what are you gonna go with? Forty nine. Forty nine and King, any any guesses? Fifty
0: one yeah you dickhead
3: okay, he's, 51. <laughs> it. he's 51 i knew it i knew it i was so points, close you guys get zero um yeah that was pretty salty all right yeah. that.
2: that's the worst one when someone goes first on an who on what age is someone you just get someone to go lower and in the yeah, middle I know and someone else is guaranteed to win one
3: god damn it hey you guys promise you wouldn't you promise you wouldn't cheat yeah so to be fair that's all i got Okay, so question number three Look at his salty uh, head number. What river? What river is Newcastle on? So it's one of those places, it's Newcastle upon and it's a it's a river. Like you know how England are like that. So it's not Dublin upon liffey or I could be whatever. So uh Walsh, you have to go you have to go first this time. Th- time. The time River. T like the herb. Yeah, t- was it? T H Y M E. Okay. and uh, now, oh sorry, Kinger, you're second this time.
0: I'll say the Tyne River, T Y N E. And Nally? Yeah, okay, it's
3: Tyne, as in N for Nally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he said so I have like, uh, to <laughs> a point to Kinger and Nally, and it's another zero for what is she <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, I was a lot or
1: closer her, her. with that question than I was the statue one. I mean, it's a word, and you didn't have the right word. Tyne, Tyne, I mean, really. it's close. N and M are beside each other.
0: I, it's like me and rowing and sailing, Walsy. I, I, I didn't get the point either, yeah. even though I made Whatever, the point. Oh, no, I, I'm not
1: that. asking for a point. I'm not saying I should get the point. I'm just saying I was close.
3: Okay, so this is the, these are the two tough questions, okay? This one I think is fun, and you should all get it, all right? Unless your memory's shot like mine. Which Newcastle brewery have we featured on the podcast? So I want you to write this one down, because this is too easy for for somebody to get it. So even just on your phone... Throw it on, throw it on your phone. If Nally, if you don't have that, I you do go it's, first. It, it's us.
2: It, yeah, once the lads have written it down, so let me go first. My phone's on charge. It's
3: fucked. Yeah. One second. One, one
0: second. One second. One second. Just one second. wait till they write it down. One second.
2: So featured is in. We've drank it. Uh, where is it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. So uh, Kinger and Walshy, I want you to turn around. Your, or actually, Nally, what is it? I was fully convinced at first. Now I've I've second guessed myself, but I'm
2: going what? with I'm going with. Is Wylam the one that was from Newcastle?
3: Yes. And while she watches, I from not, not I genuinely had no idea. You, actually, you, you just handed me a blank screen. That's why I can't you see it. Well, yeah, and, um, well, that's uh, well just done. a
1: show that I didn't know. Yeah.
3: Kinger, Kinger spelled well Kinger. Kinger it wrong. Jesus but yeah. Christ. Well done. K- Kinger has gotten four out of four. You just threatened Kinger with having to drink a, a luxurious stout and he will be <laughs> the smartest man It doesn't the world. matter. If he wins, he has also, to drink I, it anyway. I,
0: I might have to win it, you see. That's the problem. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh Jesus, Nally. So it's in Nally's interest to uh, to get this qu- to get this question wrong. Mm. And this is the Kinger question. This is specifically for him. Oh God. Um, I'm sick which, So I'm going li- to list out five famous people. Okay, you're going to know them all. All right, uh, and you're going to tell me which one of them isn't from Newcastle. So that's one point, and you get a bonus point if you can actually tell me the city that they are from. Okay. Oh. So these are the five famous people. we ready? Yep. We have Rowan Atkinson. We have Sting. Michael Carrick, famous Manchester United footballer. Ant McPartland, a half of Ant and Dec, the famous presenting duo. And Jordan Henderson, current Liverpool, you know, captain and scumbaggery shit Oh. Extraordinary. Who's not from Newcastle. Who is not from Newcastle? So those five are very famous people, okay? Five of them guys. Four of them are famous Newcastle Newcastleans Newcastleans Tunians I don't know. Tunians, I Four think. Four of them are famous people from a from a shitty city in the north <clears> of <throat> England. Um <laughs> that you all hate. So Okay, so guess. stick with your guesses, yeah, be honest I'll go here. With my guess. So Kinger Kinger. Who isn't from Newcastle?
0: I didn't think any of the four other four were, but I'm going to say Jordan Henderson. And where is he from? He's from Sunderland. Yeah.
3: Okay. Nally, Henderson. Henderson, Sunderland. And Walshie?
1: Honestly, I was going to say Carrick, London.
3: Uh, so Michael Carrick is from Newcastle, uh, but Jordan Henderson is from Sunderland. Yeah. He played with Sunderland so,
2: underage, so he did. I remember seeing that goofy yeah, photo going around online a while ago. I mind. the
1: only ones you That's said uh, that I was like, nearly convinced they were was Ron Atkinson and uh, Ant McFarlane. I know the other ones are like,
3: are What? I don't have... Sting. Yeah. That's there you go. Um, so that means, Kinger, you've actually got full points, so you can't lose the quiz. Also, you got to do it in, like, a much harder situation than anyone listening at home. So that means <laughs> you get to keep your fan hero. Look hey, how it hey. worked out. Look how happy he is! I'm
2: calling you a rat for stealing fifty one from my fifty two, but that's okay. You still have to drink double panda.
3: Yeah, and we're, we've resumed n- normality in a couple of ways tonight. Um, number one being I was the most negative on that beer, which is kind of our trend, and number two being while well, she got zero points in the quiz again.
1: Hey, of course. What do I know about me? Or anything. (laughs) Kevin Keegan has a
2: statue there. (laughs) Less than you know about the Olympics.
1: (laughs) It just shows I could have been honest. I could have turned around. Like Jordan Henderson apparently seemed like the obvious answer. I could have just thrown that in at the end. Like, oh yeah, Henderson Sunderland. But
3: yeah, yeah. But you said you wouldn't cheat. Just makes me. There's more honor. There's more honor in being a a valiant loser than a dishonest winner. Yeah.
0: There's also more honor in being a Man United fan and getting a question wrong than pretending to know anything about Jordan Henderson, the captain of the greatest football team in in, in world history. So the next beer in this week's podcast is Black Donkeys, uh, Sergeant Jimmy, just before anyone gets a chance to uh, retaliate to my last statement there. Uh, so crack him open, lads.
3: King around the fucking edit
0: got us again. God damn it. <laughs>
3: I mean, we'd take that edit away from him if any of us had any sort of technological expertise at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't log on because my headset never wasn't working, never mind trying to edit a goddamn podcast. Well, oh boys, that's a,
3: <laughs> that's a slow fizzer, that that's is.
0: That's a strange smell. Mm. So
3: just the smell I'm getting off the bottle is actually a little bit similar to the last one. I'm just going to start pouring it now. Yeah, I'm reckoning this has a heap of sediment in the bottom as well,
2: so just... Uh... If you don't like that in your drink.
3: Um, I'll Very slow pouring.
2: Yeah, just put a quick one out there as well. So I don't know if we said it about the last one, but Kashmir was a, you know, a decent 5.6%. This one here, this Saison uh, Reserve
3: is a 7.7%, which is a bit of a jump. It's, it's, it's really dipper range here. So I would expect Kinger to kind of be a bit of a fan based on that. He's a sturdy um,
1: boy. But,
3: boys, I'll tell you something for nothing. The sediment is floating
2: in this one. It's class. It makes it look like a lava lamp.
3: <laughs> yeah, it does, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and there's a high degree of carbonation that's fucking in about the place. So yeah, it's excuse absolutely... Excuse my F-bomb.
0: Does it smell a bit largery to you? E? It smells like a lager to me.
3: Uh, a, I kind of get it, yeah. A little.
2: But it's more farmyard than cat piss.
3: For me, it's pouring like a, a wheat beer, though. <laughs> Yeah, I have yeah, a glass yeah. with 75% head and 25% <laughs> beer <laughs> Holy moly
1: I'm happy mine actually poured normally Which is usually something that doesn't happen
3: Just visually Looking at the head I don't know about you guys But the head I have is actually really thick and creamy What's there um, I don't know if you can see in my camera But it's almost Guinness like You know yeah. And yeah, The bounce in it and stuff
2: Mine was at the start but it, it, it's gone pretty quick but then again, same thing as last time, Mark, pint glass versus that tulip style. You know, those tulip style glasses yeah. will hold the head better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so for is... any
3: for any listeners, do not tulip this. It is unnecessary. <laughs> Only gonna <laughs> cause you a heartache.
0: Um quite golden in colour and like super, super carbonated looking.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely from the first pour. It's worth having a look when you pour it in first. Um it's it it is like a lava lamp, it does that sediment and that extra bit's just floating around. They kind of drop down to the bottom and they they come out of suspension. But it does leave it a lot more hazy than when it was first poured. So when it was first poured, it was kind of more clear. But as that sediment kind of mixes into it, you can almost see it. If you move your glass side to side, you can see the sediment just kind of floats there in the middle. It just kind of sticks there. It's a bit strange,
3: but it's you know it's not bad. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So in terms of smell, I'm getting off the, the beer in the glass. I'm getting a little bit of a lactic smell off of it, Nally. A little acidity, kinda of sourness, bitterness. Before I've tr- I haven't tried this yet. A little bit, yeah. I mean <clears throat> from the smell,
2: yeah, it's it's kinda got that uh farmyardy type thing. Um Yeah, kinda top top of my head though, I can't remember exactly, but Saisons were kind of brewed as you know, end of season things as you know the way cider is brewed for um, workers over in England it was brewed for them. Saisons were kind of the same thing so each farm would kind of brew their leftovers so it was made with kind of wild yeast and stuff like that which gave it that kind of farm you off, you know maybe like some of that yeast that get in there could be lactic, uh, could be lactobacillus giving it that kind of sour smell as well
3: Yeah so I actually googled this just before the podcast because I was interested in it but uh, saisons come from farmers would brew a beer over the winter and leave it to age until the summer Um, in the bottles, bottle conditioned, so it would be a super fizzy refreshing drink during hot days in the summer. So yeah, so as you said, just a little more detail. Yeah,
2: I think the the, the other thing as well though is generally Saison's no more than cider ciders. I think they tended to be kind of lower on the alcohol range, so this being 7.7 I think it's kind of on the higher range for Saison's. Like usually you'd get them maybe 4 point something um, to 5 point something from what what I've had myself, but This seems on the upper range of it.
3: Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, the founders of Black Donkey were really... Some of their favorite beers and their favorite influences come from the Belgian style of beer. So, you know, I know last week we kind of had a a belgian style lager with um, Meskins, uh, where it was a Belgian taking a lager and we were kind of discussing the contrast of styles. I kind of have been expecting something like this quietly. I'm not disappointed either. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty okay with this so far, I won't lie. Um thing which says on so no more than the one we've had already, because they have that kind of you know, I have I've always found any of the beers that kinda of have that farmyardy type of smell at the start, if they warm up, they they're a completely different beer near the end. You know, it's just a different kind of flavour profile that you get as it passes through the different temperatures. Um so so far, so good, but uh as always, let's preserve judgment until I get through the rest of it. Where are you with this, Walchie? Because this is a 7.7. Like, that's tipping on dipper range. Yeah. So, um, how are you feeling?
1: Like, once you kind of get um, past that, I don't know what exactly the taste is. Maybe it is the alcohol, but if you look like at something else. You get hit heavy with it, and it kind of takes a lot of it away from you. But once you get past that, it's not bad. But it's just... It's the high percentage. It's just it's such a heavy taste, and you get hit with it, and that's all I can focus on. And it's just it's just not for me. But we have known that for a long time.
2: So so your point is, once you get past the flavor and alcohol percentage,
1: then it's not a bad beer. No, what once that kind of initial <laughs> impact kind of dies yeah, down yeah. a little, yeah, yeah, that initial no, first taste, it it gets it gets better. It's not the entire. It's the initial hit that you get. But as it sits in your mouth and then you yeah. kind of get it, it's, it's it's better.
3: I do genuinely disagree with you on a point. I'm not really getting a boozy flavor off this at all. I'm not really getting no. that smack of alcohol you get with a dipper uh, or a lot of dippers. I'm not really getting that kind of, for lack of a better word, vodka taste. Nally?
2: Yeah, man, I, I agree with you 100%. I do get what Walt you're saying about that upfront thing. It's kind of like... Like, it's not only straw in colour, it's kind of like a strawy kind of taste at the start that kind of hits you. Um, not so much the booze, though, but definitely getting a, it. It is an upfront flavour. It doesn't stay around very long, though. The carbonation's really high in this, like most saisons are, because, you know, they're brewed for refreshing drinks in the summer. But it it definitely clears pretty quick. Um, that flavour up front is a big hit. I don't mind it, I don't think, but, you know... Let's see how it goes as it heats up. So you know, when beer and you know, no more than any drink, when when your drink starts to heat up, it can lose carbonation as well. Um, so I think a big part of this being, you know, drinkable and being good will be the carbonation. So I'm really intrigued to see how it does when that dies down a little. I'm not sure how well it'll hold up
1: then.
3: Yeah, fair point. That,
1: that big impact. It's like I was. I I didn't really get the the. I would to call it the kind of heavy alcohol taste that would I got normal off of it off of dip as. but there was some kind of a heavy thing that you were getting hit with at the start that was just kind of putting me off and once that kind of dissipates and like you said nanny doesn't stick around too long but as that heaviness of whatever it is, maybe it's that strawiness that you're talking about and it, as that kind of dissipates a bit it gets a little bit more pleasant for me
3: yeah, I'm I'm definitely getting a kind of reduction in the farmhousey flavour too, it, the straw y taste that Nali was getting on. Um as you kinda of hit the halfway point. Uh not unpleasant I have to say, but to go to Mr Juicy uh, here, uh I'm getting quite a quite a bit of juiciness out of this. I think as the carbonation dies down, there's a really full body to this which really helps it. So Kinger, how are you feeling about that? As so the I, so-
0: big juicy. Yeah, so I, I I actually I've been I'll, I've been quiet on this one so far because I've been googling in the background and I'll I'll explain why uh, in just a second, uh, Nally?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to jump in there, Kinga, real quick because um, from now on it's big juicy, and I shall not be referring to you as anything else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think we have a we have his name. Yeah, him. Um, um, so I uh, I'm actually on board with Big Juicy. To be fair, um, I've been call, I've been called an, an awful lot worse. Um, yeah, I was unaware of the of the higher percentage of this before we started drinking it, and I'm actually we had we had on last week, and I spoke how much I liked them, and they actually have a saison as well that I'm a big fan of. I I I quite like I I quite like this the 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 carbonation from the initial pour died off an awful lot quicker than I thought it would um which I think is good because I think if it was as carbonated when it, when I poured it first and it would wash any kind of taste away like any kind of nice taste I think this is a nicely balanced um I mean saison I, I was going to say nicely balanced saison I've only ever had kind of the one from Meskin so I'm kind of that's the one I'm kind of I'm judging it off which I think this is actually a bit more drinkable the saison from from meskin is quite um it's maybe a one and done in in a night like I think this is this is quite drinkable uh, over a longer period of time
3: one thing I'm noticing with this and this is a statement I'm gonna throw out there and want some feedback on because you know you know sometimes you think something and you're like oh, I could be completely off off the wall with this when our last beer, which very much changed its flavor profile as the beer went on. We discussed it enough. Um, this the flavor profile for me isn't changing much. Carbonation certainly has changed, but yeah. the flavor profile because of the carbonation is maybe more subtle and a bit it lingers a bit more, but it's more subtle on the front. But for me, it's the same taste.
2: Uh, I agree with you, Mark. I think this one has uh, it hasn't changed. Um, I personally expected the flavor profile to change that bit more, other than just the carbonation, like you said. So the carbonation has died off. It's super carbonated when you first pour it, which is really nice. I I actually you know I love a good carbonated beer. Um, Trappists tend to be highly carbonated, and they're one of my favorite styles. But like this, this has died off. It's still carbonated, like it's <laughs> it's still pretty carbonated. Uh, just gone down a lot from yeah. wh- where it started, but. Yeah, the flavour hasn't changed as much. Now I do I'm wondering is that, you know, this is kind of okay, so this beer, well, we started this podcast about an hour ago, an hour and a half an hour and an hour and a half ago. So this beer has been sitting on my desk for about an hour and a half, you know, getting to room temperature. So it's probably a stable temperature. Where I feel like if I just took this out of the fridge and the first few mouthfuls versus the temperature it is now, you'd taste a lot more of a flavour difference. You know, I, I think this is kind of at a right temperature, which is pretty good for this beer. It's staying stable the whole way through, which is, for me, if a beer stays stable the whole way through, it's always a positive. Even if the beer is shite, the fact that you know what you're getting the whole way through is always a good yeah. thing, in my opinion.
0: <clears throat> Big help, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I The one thing i will throw with that, Nally, to kind of make a discussion out of this is with the cashmere, what I feel was happening was when the carbonation went away the front end of the beer had a flavor there that the carbonation was masking. And that front end became apparent as it settled down. Whereas the back end kind of stayed mainly the same. Whereas with this, the front and back end have been there from the start and they are the same. That's what I would throw back at you.
2: Yeah, no, and that's that's a, that's a more than fair point. I think with the cashmere, it was the carbonation that helped clean the palate at the start from that front end taste. Um, and as the carbonation went down, it did. I think the cashmere had a lot more going on in it, though. As in, like, with those different types of hops, trying to combine the two different styles, there was a lot yeah. more going on there. Whereas this is a straight-up Saison. There's not as... Like, it is still a, you know, pretty complex beer, but it's not trying to be two styles in one, which, you know, I think kind of kind of changes that a little bit.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It kind of strikes a chord with me with those kind of golden drac Belgian beers. yes. Yes, yeah. Doesn't it kind of fall into the same taste range as those? Yeah, kind of like a golden ale, a Belgian golden ale. It's somewhere in there. Yeah, or like, where... like, an Abbey ale. Some of those Abbey ales. Uh, no, I'd, st- I'd stick the, with the uh, goldens.
2: I'd stick with the goldens because the Abbey ales tend to be more on that kind of herby side, like the, you know, like a uh, uh, Saint Bernardus or something like that. They're 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 more kind of clovy, which yeah. I know you're not a big fan, but they're kind of banana clovy. So they kind of stick more on that side than. Maybe some of the golden ones, but that, that golden Drac is a good shout. Somewhere kind of similar to
3: that. Uh Golden Drac, great Belgian beer, if you haven't had it. Great Belgian uh, beer. Numerous iterations available on in very few off licenses in this country. But I think it's available in like beer cloud. Is it? No. I think yeah, I think it's beer cloud. Is that the one you work in, Walshi?
1: It is might be the one that I partake in, but I've never,
3: okay. I've never heard <laughs> of that so, <laughs> one. So then it's beer. It, it's available on Beer Club.com. Oh, okay. I, Club.
2: I think it's available in Martin's off license as well online.
3: and uh, carry out to
0: Rostown. Shop independently, any more, any more, shop local Any more plugs, get any more good plugs beer any yeah, It's, it's like also it. available
3: in a multi-pack in all littles because that's what I got as a birthday present off somebody yeah, anyway. and who didn't think that I checked the off-license section of every local supermarket <laughs> and that I wouldn't find out that you think six fifty is a good birthday present <laughs> Also more importantly um, I think that uh... Shout out to Big Amo once again on the podcast He won't but... listen this long uh, he, not He's had a
1: good uh, weekend, so leave him, leave him alone.
0: Mark, uh, is 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 Eamon going to be giving a speech at your upcoming nuptials, do you think? Yeah,
3: he will, but it'll be like there could be, you know, there two could or be three a lot
0: minutes. And it, fifty
3: percent of, like. of the speech is going to be how my name is the same as a, a Man United player in the past. <laughs> yeah, my name's Mark. Okay, figure it out. There's not that many of them. Okay. Schwartz, <laughs> um, he didn't play with United. Yeah, that's going to be his speech. And so, you know, as the groom, I'm going to, you know, it's, my, it's let's be honest. It's not my day, but I'm like second in command. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get up, get up there, and I'm going to say, I'm going to introduce him be like, and here's Eamon to make a speech about my name. And then ruin half the speech. That's
1: going to be my
3: day. <laughs> Eamon, shout out if you
2: listen to this. Um, don't let it faze you, bud. Don't let it phase you. Mark says a lot of go things. To town them. No one really listens go to, to town him, and them. so it's fine. Just yeah. absolutely go to town. Absolutely we had Kinger apart. has Kinger has many an edit cut out that we can use on Mark. So you know, if you need if you need a cameo, if you need a you know some voice and voiceovers or something, just just let us know.
0: Lads, is now a good time to add our surprise guest for this week's episode. Yeah. So
2: everybody uh, <laughs> just gives a second there and he's going to log into Discord. <laughs>
0: Imagine! Oh, oh my God! That would be, so be, be great. Actually, that would have been great. That would be. Great. I can. Actually. I can, can see <laughs> yeah, that. After that you picked that. your jaw up off the ground, just there. in case, though. <laughs> uh, Mark has just yeeted uh, right, himself so out see, the get, window. Just... <laughs> yeet Get, getting back to um, Black Donkeys Sergeant um, Sergeant Jimmy, so I I'll, I'll I'll ask my my three partners here to uh, um, direct their eyes to the front of the bottle, where it says "Voted Gold by the World's Best Beer Judges," and on the little stamp it says the what what would you call it? The fine print says the International yeah. Beer Challenge Twenty Twenty. I was very quiet at the start of this beer, as much as I'm enjoying it and i googled quite extensively the international beer challenge 2020 there is no mention of black donkeys sergeant jimmy oh. anywhere i i just thought that was a, an interesting little tidbit to add in here what i'm not calling them liars i'm not calling them liars i just feel like am i am i missing something have i have i have I just missed them on, on, on the list? But I can't see them anywhere. I'm going to be right back. Hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> cut, cut to everyone on the Crafty
2: crew furiously Googling Black Donkey.
1: <laughs> Kinger, Kinger, you're after saying something very wrong there. You're after throwing an accusation out towards Black Donkey for putting out a false claim On their bottle. Saying they won. That they didn't win a gold. How dare you. And as we put in. A massive amount of research in this podcast. How dare you. Obviously shown on many previous episodes. Hours. Weeks of research.
3: How dare you.
1: It is a proven fact. That not only did Black Donkey win one. Further Sergeant Emmy, They have won two. Dare Goals. Ew. So I mean, I, I if anything, uh, I would say you owe an apology to Black Donkey, but I feel like you owe an apology to the rest of us, uh, uh, on behalf of the crafted Crew. How dare you? For uh, throwing out something like that to pretend like we don't know what we're on. How about. you're after insulting the rest of us? Dare you? And I need you to uh, amend this atrocity that you have just apprehended. How dare you? We are
3: experts how dare you how dare you try and what what is wrong with you I mean okay it, well, let's how dare you let's be honest though his, his main insult is, is the black donkey because he called them liars but at the same time Ginger fuck's sake do you think we don't know we didn't research that you, you think we looked at that bottle we ordered that bottle online we had that bottle in our houses we you know put the bottle in the fridge we took the bottle out of the fridge we let the bottle sit there while we recorded the podcast and didn't check that like do you think we do nothing Absolutely. Well <laughs> sh- shut up. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. okay. That okay. Man,
0: shut up, Big Juicy. Okay. Big Juicy. Been,
3: Check yourself. <laughs> big,
0: I have been Big I Juicy
3: have, got some big bollocks on him tonight, doesn't he?
0: I have been I have been absolutely put in my place and I can only apologize to um my fellow crafty crew members and to Black Donkey um for even insinuating that they would Uh, lie on the labeling of their bottle to say that they had actually in fact have won gold Um, more than once they didn't win one like they won more than one gold at the same competition I will say I will say that I prefaced my comment with as I'm enjoying this beer I will say that so
2: Kinger maybe since you were enjoying the beer we could probably get to the rating on this one so bud. what do you reckon
0: Mm -hmm. sound good to you Big Juicy I think it's best for all involved if we move on quite swiftly, quite fast to the rating system for this beer. Um, so, I, the more I hear it, the more I'm not on board with Big Juicy, I have to say. I um, it. <laughs> that's, that's why I love it. I love it. I laugh. Yeah, it's better every time. <laughs>
1: going to Like here, I don't think
3: anything you have a choice yeah. on Yeah, I know. Seems yeah. like an yeah, offer problem, but juicy from the yeah. sidelines that you're yeah. like fucking American football match
0: I'm not gonna pl- I'm not gonna finish that game like a, like if you call me being juicy I'm not fi- I'm not playing the game.
2: Simple as <laughs> just,
0: What why does that affect me? Because it's your team, it's not my team. <laughs> I'm going to move us very swiftly on to the uh, rating system for uh, Black Donkeys, Sergeant Jimmy, and I'm going to start this one. It's not because okay. I had a swipe at them about lying uh, and got <laughs> rightfully, rightfully called out on it and, and told that I, I, I was an, an idiot because of that. This is light. It's refreshing. It's full of taste. Uh, this is unbelievable for me I think this is a fantastic beer um, for a 7.7 percent it's I think it's very sessionable you could definitely drink plenty of these in one night um I think it's I think it's a fantastic beer um and it's it's a second saison that I can add to my list of um beers that I'm a fan of uh king i'll
2: drop it behind you i won't go as high as you but i will give this beautiful um i gotta say for a 7.7 percent beer this is smack and good like this is serious beer mm. um i thought it was going to change in flavor profile as it got you know a bit warmer whatever it hasn't it stayed pretty consistent um okay the carbonation dies off a little bit but it's not the worst thing it doesn't really change the it doesn't change this beer that much um other beers I've had where there have been high carbonation at the start and they die off, the beer turns into a different beer and it's not great. This one stays really, really consistent and I'm, I'm a fan of this one. Um, it's just under unbelievable for me. It's missing something. I can't tell you what that is because like at 7.7%, it's super sessionable. It's pretty really well, it, you know, it's pretty carbonated. It holds its flavor the whole way through, but there's just something that I think it's maybe just. Maybe just a little bit of the flavor; it's not quite there. I don't know exactly, but it's just not quite unbelievable. But a hell of a beautiful beer.
3: It's one of those maybe if the carbonation stayed with it the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. No questions.
2: Yeah, possibly, man. That's possibly it. Like if the, if the carbonation stayed the whole way through, that that might that might bring it on unbelievable. But like, let's not knock it. Like a beautiful beer is a hell of a good beer. So uh, mm. that's that's where it's landing for me
0: who's next to all sheer mark. I will just say that I I, I feel that the fact that the carbonation dies off and it doesn't alter the taste of the beer too much um, or at all even, like I think is a massive positive.
2: Yeah, no, it is. And that's, that's one of the things I was saying is the fact of its consistency flavor wise is a huge thing in its favor. I just yeah it just there's just something that's missing like if it had that initial carbonation the whole way through maybe that's what gets me there to unbear unbelievable but it's just on the
3: verge like so this is a difficult one for me because saisons are probably in my bottom three or four styles in terms of you know what my favorite style is so I've been kind of reviewing this one quite critically I haven't really been paying attention to my own preference of would I drink this again so much as I've been like laying it out the facts of this is what the beer is. This is what it tastes like. This is what it's going for. Um, but I have to say for a style that I generally don't enjoy, I actually enjoyed this beer. I think the farmhouse it's Typical that saison flavor you get to start the strawy kind of punch in the back of the mouth. It's quite good. It gets subtle as the carbonation goes away, but critically, it stays the same. That's where I am at with this. That critically, that when you start drinking this beer, okay, you get a taste like every beer. But like a lot, unlike a lot of saisons, this beer, the last mouthful and the first mouthful tastes the same maybe there's a little bit more strength to the to the taste in one or the other maybe it doesn't clear your palate as much but it's juicy it's light it's got a lot of flavor and the flavor that is there i actually think to be honest i actually think the flavor gets gets stronger because as the carbonation dies away it's not being whipped off your palate so Mm. quick and you're getting this kind of Lovely, delicious. Yeah, yeah, Nally, you wanna bounce in there?
2: Yeah, just real quick, Mark. I th- I think you're right. I think it's that um, maybe maybe the flavour intensifying uh, makes up for the carbonation kind of dying off, but in no way does it detract from the beer. Like you know, it's 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 really solid. Like you know,
3: yeah, like it, like it it whips in there. And now let's be honest. As I was said before, this is not my favourite style. Okay, so if I was to choose a beer to drink, saison's way down on the list. As such, Black Donkey, uh, Sergeant Jimmy, is going to be way down on the list. Because I have a favorite beer in every other fucking category. But in terms of Saisons, and in terms of the characteristics of this beer, its consistency, its flavor, its its profile in general. Okay, I have to side with Kinger. Give this an unbelievable. I kind of don't want to. (laughs) But I just, I genuinely don't find fault with this from a stylistic point of view. That it hits all the flavour notes it's supposed to hit. It hits the Saison thing where you're like super fizzy. Fizzy goes down. Time for no more fizzy. That Saison's kind of do. But it somehow manages to keep that same flavour through. The flavour is subtle at the start. Subtle at the middle. And still subtle at the end. Even if it's a bit stronger. And the flavour itself gets more enjoyable. So this is kind of like a reluctant unbelievable for me. But it's, it's an unbelievable still.
1: Um, I, I think this falls off a definition uh, that we have clearly stated in a lot is finish your beer and then judge it. For that first three, four mouthfuls I had, I was genuinely leaning towards booze. Wow. Um. But that heavy taste and it alcohol or the, the, the strawiness that uh, Nali had pointed out whatever it was, I, I wasn't enjoying it. It was, like, too much. Um, But when I got a good halfway, three-quarters away, it was, like, not to say that it left, but or it got more manageable or something, I'm not sure. But it's it's grand. I do like it. I don't know if I'd be in a rush to get it again, just because it's not my usual thing. But for me, I go just beer. Jesus. No? Yeah. Completely fair enough. I
2: think I think though lads I think I think yeah. though that's pretty fair from yeah. Walchie. Like we all know that's not his style of beer. Um, you know, that higher alcohol percentage and you know, Walchy you tend to be a fan, a big fan of IPAs and stuff, so I know uh Go with Baze of Foam of Fury got so, yeah. a beautiful I think from you which ended us up with an unbelievable. But like that was an IPA style, which you could kind of get yeah. behind the flavors, maybe that bit more. But I think I personally, I, feel, I think yeah. that's a win for Black Donkey getting a beautiful win yeah. from the Crafty Crew. Um, after coming up yeah. from a booze at the start, while she'd get up there to get and just beer, I think that's a win. I don't think uh, Kinger. I agree with you. I was a bit uh, shocked when I'm he said just beer I'm on that. Surprised. Like, but if you think about it, it's it's kind of is it, it it fits the thing like like the higher oh, alcohol ones. God. They're not really your style watching, to be fair. like, and it saves on at least the dip has saved themselves by That's being IPA flavored. yeah, and, and
3: once again, we're seeing the benefit of 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 number one, full quality control on the beer, drinking it all the way through, as Nally has mentioned previously in the episode. And number two, like not by design, but the four of us have very certain characteristics with our craft beers that we lean into and that we avoid. And I think overall, The ratings we come to here generally reflect the the standard craft beer drinker, okay? That that we're representing you out there. Whatever you like, it's represented here. And I think Walshie has done, while while me and Kinger might be here thinking, you know what, Walshie's dragged us down a little bit. You know, when you think about it, you're like, no, you know what Walshie's done? Walshie's punched us in the face and told us to stop being a bit of a fucking idiot. And this is what it actually is. So, you know, fair play, Walshie. Appreciate it. And I think I think the big thing as well though, boys, is that uh, even though Kinger
2: got it wrong and they did actually win those gold uh, gold awards for Black Donkey, uh, the eminent and only really, you know, consistent beer rating system is the Craft Crew <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I can't system. argue
0: with that. Oh I mean, that's I reckon that's probably one uh, of the most divisive beers we've had on the podcast. Like two two unbelievables probably yeah. Brutiful and just beer was it
3: just beer whatever about the ratings i think yeah. the fact that it almost based on the, the the order the ratings were delivered in that it almost got into that god yeah. tier oh yeah very close of so of close limited, limited beers yeah. you know really did divide us and um, but do you know what And you know know what?
2: I, w- I wouldn't have been disappointed if it no, got but there but you know
3: what the system's infallible but and i have absolutely no regrets no. that that's getting yeah. a beautiful if i do but brutal and then
1: ends up getting an unbelievable or vice versa on other things and we're like you know what i'm quite happy i genuinely believe i think i would have been disappointed if that went unbelievable because i don't i never would have put it anywhere near Fair. some of them the tear that we have up there so i think it would have been the we had that argument well, you... it was like oh i give it a uh you know what i mean a, a brutal but i'm not upset by it
2: all right, uh, so Kinger, Kinger, Kinger,
3: sorry, Kinger, that gives uh, no, no, the Black sorry, Donkeys, Nally, Nally? Sergeant Nally? Jimmy. Who are you talking? Who are you talking to, there, Nally? Who are you talking to?
2: Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, apologies. This what I meant was, was sir, um, a big juicy. That gives uh, Black Donkeys Sergeant Sergeant Jimmy a brutal from the Crafty Crew podcast, written, and I would love to hear that in your best finest sheepstealer accent.
0: Should sure, the, the old Crafty Crew are after given. Sergeant Jimmy from Black Donkey, a Brutiful, on the rating system from the old Crafty Crew podcast. And sure, fair play to them as well. <laughs> Rahoo!
2: <laughs> ah, come on. On <laughs> the bikes. Uh, yeah, so, as you're listening to this, next week over in Moat, in the Midlands, there is the Midlands Beer Festival. Um, I know we're trying to get there as a as a podcast for the crack. Probably won't be podcasting on the day. But uh, we're going to get over there because there's going to be some exclusive beers there. They're all from local breweries, all from craft breweries. I think it's a great place. It's a great way to support local if you can get there. Um, Get over there and give them a try. Like, you never know. You might find the best beer ever. Problem is, it'll be a limited edition, like Apex Moors, and you'll never really get it again. And then you'll just be (laughs) left with a hole in your heart forever.
3: But you should definitely try anyway. (laughs) So for anyone seeking temporary gratification, followed by a lifetime of longing and disappointment... Head to Don's Bar in Moat at 3pm. That's when it kicks off. You know, us po- Crafty Crew podcasters, we're going to be there at like 9am that morning, knocking on doors. Yeah, so if you if you, if you you want to come have a drink with Walshy, myself, Merrick, Nally, and Big Juicy himself, the Big Juicy, the Big, <laughs> big, Juicy. big Juicy, we will see you in Moat on the 28th of August.
0: Uh, just before we finish up really quickly, lads, next week we're heading to Cavan and loud uh, so two uh, accents that I can actually do because they're discernible yep. accents for a change um, just want to very quickly uh, finish up this episode by saying I'm looking forward to meeting um, the Midlands Beer Festival's special guest that's just been announced as Eamon Dunphy I, I can't wait
1: oh, oh, oh I
2: can't wait to see him man I can't believe they got him what go a man that. that there is to be coming down to a beer the beer festival I'm in the Midlands uh,
0: Walshie Dunphy uh, that guy
1: <laughs> so hair. Know that I'll actually
0: the finish beer, the episode just by saying a quick uh, disclaimer. Beers, Eamon Dunphy is in no way um, related <laughs> <laughs> or booked a- a- just a- to a- attend a- a- the Midlands a- Beer Festival. So a- 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 look, until a- next a- week, a- it's uh, a, it. a goodbye from Nally, goodbye from Walchie, goodbye from Mark, and from myself, Big Juicy. I thought Eamon the best man ever.